This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another informative show for you. Before we welcome our guests, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents. With us is Skip Gilbert, CEO of USU Soccer. Skip, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Marcus. Always good to be joining you. Appreciate the invitation. Oh, you're welcome, and we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Uh, we talked about, uh, I would say, about a year ago this time, back in January of 2021, and it was sort of a uh, a state of the union of USU soccer because uh, you kind of just came aboard. Now, how long have you been with USU soccer now? Coming up on two years. January of 2020 is when I started. Wow. Okay. Wow. Two years with the program and we've seen so much growth just in that short amount of time. Now, like I had mentioned, we had spoken about a year ago and you mentioned that one of your goals was to build the base. Are you seeing more kids joining soccer and more importantly, staying playing soccer, especially at the grassroots level? Yeah, and that's, that's the key term. As much as we want to get as many kids as we can to play the game, we have to do a much better job making sure all kids want to stay in the sport. You know, and so coming out of the pandemic, we have some rough ideas that the numbers are increasing. You know, certain states will report that, especially at the recreational level, more kids seem to be signing up, more kids are coming out to the fields, more kids are, you know, experience the game we all love. Until we get through this fiscal year, which of course ends, um, you know, at the end of, uh, at the end of August, um, we really won't have an idea from each of the states what those numbers look like. But we've been, we've been very active in trying to support our kind of League America concept, you know, which gives the kids that just want to play for fun, feeling like they're belonging to something, you know, much bigger than just a rec program. Excellent. Um, one thing we also talked about, too, is the Olympic Development Program and, and taking steps to improve that program. Uh, what were some of the things that USU Soccer is doing to enhance that program? You know, it kind of goes back to the, to the core. I mean, back yeah, a long time ago when I played, you know, the ODP was the only pathway. If you truly wanted to be on a national team path, professional, even D1 at the college level or any of the NCAA um, levels, the only way to really be seen and identified was through the ODP. Today, because of the fractionalization of the sport, that's probably not as core of an effort behind ODP as it used to be. So realistically, all of our coaches are coming together to, to focus on that one word within ODP, which is development. You know, how can we give the kids something that's a, a much stronger player development experience than they might get with their regular club? You know, and, and for any player that, that goes through, you know, season after season with their club, you know, you get very, you get not just confident, but you get very comfortable with who's to your right, who's to your left and front behind you. And so when you're brought into an area where you're all real high level, you know, players, to be able to experience that and test new things that may not necessarily be under the auspices of we have to win today, but more, how can we focus on what's going to make you a better player so that when the time comes, push comes to shove and you're in a game that, you know, really matters, you're going to have that, 
that expertise, you're going to have that experience that's going to help you shine. And that's one thing that I liked about uh, the ODP program is just offering more in that development uh, uh, space, uh, even off the field. Uh, we have new uh, leadership here in uh, West Virginia Soccer Association uh, with uh, Dr. Peter McGahee, who's now our new ODP director. And in talking with him, uh, we're going to be, you know, offering more for our players that decide that they want to join uh, the ODP program and offering more in their overall roundness of development, uh, both on and off the field, which I think is extremely important. No, it, it, you couldn't have said it any, any better. It, it truly is because, you know, if you look at, if you look at what we're trying to do is sort of the national association, we want kids to not just become fans for life, but we want the, him to use soccer as that catalyst to succeed, to succeed on the field. But more importantly, how do you take all of the benefits of the game and help you be better people off the field? And so, you know, you look at what we're doing with USYS University and True Sport, you know, which is character development, you know, so that you can take some of those characteristical attributes, you know, and really kind of polish all of your rough edges so that, you know, when you leave the field to play, you know, you can be sort of a champion of cause. So um, we're, we're thrilled that more and more ODP directors around the country are kind of lining up and doing the same sort of thing, you know, to really help and be that, that resource center for the kids, not just to enhance their skills, but to enhance their people skills. And one of the things that I liked about the ODP program, at least from a personal standpoint, my daughter went through six years of the program and now she has players that she played with that were from other parts of the state that are now her best friends. And um, they have formed that lifelong bond uh, that they get together. They try to get together as much as they can, uh, which I think is uh, wonderful for that. Now, you had mentioned about the USU Soccer University, and we had talked about that about a year ago that you were starting to implement that. Uh, talk to us about its growth over the years um, and, and how it's benefiting both those players, both on and off the field. You know, when, when we launched the concept, we went out and we had discussions with a few of what we call our foundational partners. Um, you know, soccer parenting is one. Um, True sport. I had talked about characteristical development. Mojo, which is a video development, almost a, a um, one minute clinic, if you will, for the, for the parents that, especially down at the grassroots level, that don't have the time or the wherewithal to be able to go out and become an A-level coach for U.S. soccer. They just want to make sure that the experiences of their kids keep them in the game. And so we're doing all of this kind of university platform, if you will, to give people that knowledge off the field, you know, and so what we're seeing with soccer parenting, you know, how to be better parents. I, I think there isn't a state in the union that you can't walk up and down the, the fields today and just scratch your head and going, why are these parents just completely losing their mind, you know, and saying things that they would never say at the dining room table or that they would never want said to their child or their spouse, but they just lose their mind and, and out it comes. 
And so if we can start to change some of that narrative, again, I think we're going to succeed in keeping kids on the field a little bit longer. But the USYS University concept is, again, going back to being that community resource center so that it doesn't matter where you are in the soccer ecosystem. If you have questions, if you have concerns, if you just have needs to be answered about the sport, you can come to USYS, you can come to the States, and, and you'll be able to find, you know, kind of where you need to go. I really like the uh, the Mojo partnership that you had. I think it's a wonderful app, and um, I wish I had it back in the days when I coached. Now, I'll be honest, I grew up around soccer. Being from New England, that was a big sport back in the early 70s. Um, uh, not so much where I currently am, where I think it was 1989 when they had their first high school uh, introduction of, uh, of soccer. Um, so, but, but Mojo such a wonderful app and, and, and helping coaches and being able to have a practice plan in place before you go there and being able to adapt it as things change. Uh, you know, maybe you're expecting 12 kids at, at practice, but eight show up or six show up and being able to do that. I mean, I, I think that was a wonderful partnership on your guys's part. No, they've done a, they've done a terrific job. And, and, and again, to your point, you know, for a lot of those parents that are that are kind of putting their foot in the water and, and helping coach the kids, you know, we forget sometimes that those coaches are the first experience a kid is going to have with the game. And so if the kids are just standing around and not doing much, it's not fun, it's not learning, it's not competitive. If you put all of the factors of the game together, if that coach can't articulate that and get the best out of the kids, they may not see the next season. They may not keep going. So um, the Mojo partnership has been terrific. And as a matter of fact, I was talking to, to Ben Sherwood, their CEO, two weeks ago, saying, hey, given what's going on on the sideline, you know, I used, when I grew up, I used to watch you make the call coming out of the NFL and Major League Baseball. And can we do something like that for soccer? Because I think, again, they would have a great video avenue to be able to help parents understand the rules. Because again, if you go out to the sidelines and you hear some of the parents yelling at the referees, they're not really right in their interpretation of the rule. And so be helping them get past that, you know, again, hopefully might help the sideline um, activities, you know, kind of calm down a little bit. One of my favorite cartoons is um, a couple of parents sitting on the sidelines watching their kids play soccer and the grandma and grandpa are sitting there with them and referee blows his whistle for offside and everybody starts screaming, he wasn't offside, he wasn't. And then the grandma stands up and shouts, he was not offside. And then she sits down and she looks at her husband and says, now what's offside again? Exactly. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite cartoons of all time. But yeah, I think that would be a, a wonder. And I think that's a great uh, project for uh, Mojo that they could probably tackle and, and, and do it well. Now, one thing that you did mention uh, in your answer there was Soccer Parenting Association. You guys have a partnership with them and you actually have a course that uh, folks can take about parenting and sideline and things along that lines. Talk to us a little bit about that. It, it's a great course. I've, I'm actually a graduate. I took. I it did. I, I took it too. As soon as I found out about perfect. it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and it's funny because as much as I, you know, as long as I've been involved in the game, you know, you still get that reminder of, oh, you, you know, I forgot. You got to do this. 
but it's a very simple online course that you, you can walk through and there's a couple of different chapters, you know, and it gives you the chance that if you make a mistake and you get the wrong answer, you can always go back and, you know, be able to, to, to understand exactly where you went wrong, but it's just a good self-check. You know, to be able to to ensure that your understanding of not just what the game is, but how as a parent you should behave, you know, and you've seen this time and time again where parents are escorting their kids off the field to play and they're simply dissecting what the kid did. You know, that's what the coach should be doing. The parent's job isn't to tell the kid where they went wrong or what they should be doing the next time. That's why you have a coach. The parent is there to support them, to make them feel good about what just happened, good or bad on the field, but to help get them ready for the next time, to ensure that their enthusiasm stays high, their love for the game, you know, doesn't diminish, and that they're just there as a, you know, as a support mechanism for the kid that just came off the field to play. I made a lot of mistakes when my daughter and son played soccer early on and uh, of things I probably should not have done and behaviors that were, were not over the top, but probably I could have done a whole lot better. Um, and I've learned over the years and have gotten better. And now I enjoy just watching my daughter who, who plays uh, now and she's a sophomore at a D2 college. And like I told her, I said, um, I only have two more years of watching you play soccer competitively. And I said, you know, who knows, I may come watch you when you play adult soccer. Um, and she said, seriously, you're going to come watch me play. I said, I just love watching you play. I enjoy it. I love just sitting there and just watching, watching you think, watching you make decisions. Um, watching just really good play no matter who it is whether it's her team or whether it's the opponent um i enjoy those types of things and i think that um i just wish our parents um could understand just enjoy this time with your kids just enjoy watching them play enjoy watching them you know if you've got one of those young kids and i laugh all the time when i go back and and watch a under six game or an under eight game and I was there just earlier this season watching one and told the kid, you know, the guy referee was like, okay, when you throw in the ball, he goes, you got to keep both feet on the ground. When you throw it, well, he threw it, he jumped. And they said, okay, we'll go ahead and try it again. This time, keep both feet on the ground when you do it. He jumped again when he threw it in. And then, you know, the coach came over and said, okay, you got to keep both feet on the ground. And for the life of him, he couldn't do it. It was the funniest thing because he was trying his best and he was just so excited to be there and so excited to be out on the field and just having a good time. And I, I just wish more of our parents would, would understand that concept. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's the hardest thing, I think, for parents to sometimes just kind of keep their opinions to themselves. Um, you know, they, and again, there's no malice for most of the parents. They just truly want the best for their parents, mm -hmm. right. for their kids, but they feel as parents, they need to be helping them along the way, you know, and it's, and it's funny because sometimes when I talk to parents, it's more like, have you ever thought about going to school with your kid and sitting there and every time they write on a piece of paper going, oh no, can't do that. You got to do it over here. That would never happen in in today's world. So why do we let it happen on the world in the world of sports? So tough concept for parents. Yeah. And I think also too, it's the fact that 
Sometimes parents think it's a direct reflection on how they're bringing up their child in front of others, uh, which is not the case. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, we'll leave it, we'll leave it there. But I, I, I think, I, I think that's a, a potential uh, situation. Um, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, as we uh, talk with Skip Gilbert, CEO of USU Soccer, as we kind of wrap things up here, um, we have a lot of great things coming up in 2022 uh, with USU Soccer. Uh, West Virginia Soccer Association is excited to have back uh, the 2022 East Region President's Cup, and we have the 2022 uh, East Region Championships, which are coming back to Barbersville and Dunbar. We're excited to have both events back this year and have all the teams up and down the East Coast coming back to West Virginia. Uh, talk to us a little bit about some of the things that we can look forward to this new year with USU soccer. Sure. Well, again, thank you, Marcus. You know, I, again, I look at 2021 as sort of that rebuilding year. You know, we've been very, very focused on looking at key initiatives and how we're going to be able to better support every aspect of sort of that soccer pyra players pyramid moving forward. So, you know, the League America, which I had mentioned earlier about that's at the recreation side to really give kids something that they can aspire to. And we're even having discussions right now with our, our colleagues at U.S. Adult Soccer to be able to brand their leagues League America so that, again, if kids are eight, 10 years old, they can say, hey, I play in the same league my dad plays in or my mom plays in. And you get that continuum that you can see, even if you're not all that good, there's still a pathway that you can take into adulthood. So, you know, we're working on that. You know, you had mentioned the President's Cup, the national championships. Um, we're putting all of our support behind making those two um, pathways as strong as possible. And then we're adding a, 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 tier, a tier, I guess you might say, um, in 2022, which is called the Champions Cup. And the best way I can describe it is think Little League World Series for age group soccer, where at the end of the day, the, the, those that are playing in the Champions Cup have won a national caliber tournament or the best age group representatives from their country being able to come in and instead of hearing who should be the best age group club in the country or the world, let's let them play it on the field. You know, that's what Little League does for baseball. Soccer should have the same thing. It shouldn't matter what sanctioning body you play for. It shouldn't matter what country you play for. Instead of the adults saying how great the players are or the teams are, or the clubs are, let's let the kids decide it. So Champions Cup is going to be a great thing. It's going to launch in August, um, actually down in Austin, Texas for 2022. All right. Well, we're excited to find out more about that as the months come up. Uh, if you want more information about USU Soccer, you can go to their website, usyouthsoccer.org. Skip Gilbert, CEO of USU Soccer. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, Marcus. Anytime. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network or find us on our social media platforms at WV Soccer. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.